I've been hearing a lot about ASMR. Is this it? As a boy, we used to call this whispering. But now it's something that people are doing, and other people are paying attention, and some people are paying a lot of money for it. <laughs> so I thought, why not? Because everyone's always telling me, Dale, you got a great voice for audio. And a bod to pod, I always say back, and we laugh. <laughs> ASMR is supposed to be erotic, isn't it? Giving your tangle a little tingle. Well, I'm up for that if you are. Plus, it's Valentine's Day, and guess what? I bought myself a bag of chocolates, and now I'm going to eat them. <laughs> oh, hello, friend. This is one of those lint balls. Listen to that. Oh, that's the sound of it in the wrapper. Popping out a shiny little Linder trouble. You ever have one of these? Let's put it right in there. Mmm. Oh, that's the that's sound of a chocolate ball in my mouth. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Now you're getting the mouth sounds. Mmm. Well, I'm getting the mouth feels. Oh, can you hear that? Mm-hmm. That's my heart racing. Because this is not the... First chocolate ball I've had in my mouth today. Mmm. I can do lots of things alone. Eating is just one of them. Mmm. Is this erotic yet? I think we ought to go to a land where all the whispers wish you well. Let's open up that very erotic portal that leads us to the deep night. Hello, it's me, your little rabbit, your squeal-go, your tango-flip, your Satisfier Pro 2.0. Yes, those are all names of sex toys, because this is Valentine's Day, proper. And we've got a very pleasurable episode for you on this special day. It's an all-new hour of regrets and revelations, so it's time to spread out the rose petals, spray a little Florida water on your pillow, rub some coffee grounds behind your ears, whatever does it for you. And get ready for some talk about sex and wellness this week on The Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And tonight, it's the most poorly lit red light district in the world. It's just me standing on the Carroll Street Bridge wearing a bike helmet with an electric reflector and my friend Janice from Book Club. Yes, we're bringing you lots of love and transactional relationships. There's not a lot of ladies down here, but in addition to Janice, there is a big pile of goo that looks like it could come to life at any second. It takes all kinds to be satisfied and fulfilled in this world. And I was so happy to sit down and talk about being comfortable in one's skin with my guest, Remy Casimir. Remy's so open and kind, and just like me, she is in possession of a curious nature. When she found out that she couldn't achieve an orgasm, she started a podcast. Well, if I ever have an orgasm, I might start a zine. <laughs> Can you imagine? Lots of late nights at Kinko's. Anyway, Remy's the host of the popular How Come podcast, and we talk about that and how she blends her stand-up and podcasting duties now that she's also fielding calls from others seeking advice of the sexual nature. Now, I'm never 100% comfortable talking about this stuff, but I will say that Remy has the ability to put a person at ease. She's a terrific comedian, and she was very patient with me, as I also overshared a little bit about my relationship with Glinda and my thoughts on her lady business. Well, here's my conversation with Remy Casimir. 
Remy Kashmir, welcome to the Deep Night. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to you. Do you have some big plans for the holiday? I have none. None? Yeah. Well, I'm planning a romantic night by myself because uh, my wife has a wellness uh, convention that she's attending and a retreat for energy healers. Mm. That's what she does. Have you ever worked with one of them? No, not yet. I'd like to. You will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate timing that she has to be away, but uh, I gather they want to uh, really pick up on the love energies, and the best place to do that is a Marriott outside of San Mateo. So uh, I'm going to be alone. Speaking of which, uh, you have quickly ascended the ranks of the top podcasting oh, uh, world out there because you've been on a kind of solo quest, haven't you? I've been on a solo quest, yeah. Um, that's why I, I don't really care about Valentine's Day plans anymore. You're done. My, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> My solo quest was just to have an orgasm and I completed it and I've been having them every day. I had three this morning. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. A um, hero's journey. A hero's journey. And like, yeah, so I don't even know if my boyfriend's planned anything, but I'm also like, I don't care. I have options now. That's right. You know? <laughs> that Well, congratulations. Thank you so uh, much. Obviously, uh, We like was... to say, congratulations. Oh, on okay. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right, because the podcast is called? How Come. There you go. And uh, uh, without spoiling anything, you, as you did, you, d- yeah. <laughs> you were able to achieve the orgasm, had have many sense. That was back in episode six of season one. Yeah. Now you're on season two. Yeah. So it's like, how did the journey continue? There's still many things I've not done. Yeah. Although I, I will say that's probably a good measure for any podcast. If you mm. uh, can't achieve orgasm by episode six, move on to another Move on. Move on to another Boring. show. Boring. Yeah. That should be the rating and review process at Apple Podcasts. Exactly. New and noteworthy. You have to do it with cum, actually. <laughs> you can't do it with a fingerprint anymore. No. no. Now, uh, uh, what happens now that you've reached the goal? And, uh, I mean, clearly you've been going on for a while yeah. now. Um, there's been many more episodes. Uh, and, you, as I said, started the second season. Is it more sex advice for other people? You yeah. certainly have achieved a fandom where people want to know uh, how to do it. Yeah. So first, so after uh, episode six, obviously, I was like, I unlocked the floodgates. And I was like, it wasn't just like, ooh, okay, cool. I had an orgasm. It's like, now I can have orgasms. And let's see if I can do it in different ways. So that was a lot of season one. And then over the course of that season, I was getting so much mail from people being like, I do this. Is this weird? I do this. Is this weird? I don't know how to fix this. Can you help me do this? And I'm like, hey, guys, I just learned my own body. Basically, there's no way I know yours. Right. But let me get in some experts so I can ask all of your questions. And they've been doing a really, really good job already. I have. Um, have you ever read the book She Comes First? I haven't. Okay. So every guy should, if they intend to make a woman happy and specifically go down on her, which makes us happy. Um, But yeah, it was written by this guy, Dr. Ian Kerner, and it basically teaches you how to properly pleasure a woman. I see. And we're going to have him on soon to answer so many questions. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, because I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's probably good for you to, to, to know as well. Uh, you, yeah, for instruction work. too. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. So much of uh, uh, relations are ask, you know knowing what you want, mm-hmm. knowing how to ask for that. Yes. Knowing how to give and to receive. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you find yourself uh, curious about uh, other things? Um, that are not for the show. Has the show merged with your own sex life? Is that okay? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, there's definitely stuff I've done that I wouldn't have done. Uh, if not for the podcast and not just because I'd like be like, oh, I'm not willing. I wouldn't feel 
that I was entitled to, mm. which I re- recently realized that like I have a problem with self-care, yes. um, which is like a big thing. And your wife probably talks about this. Yeah, we talk about all it a lot. The time. I've you talked guys, to a lot of yeah. people on the show about self-care. Yeah, it's and it's... Uh, yeah, I, from being a little kid, like I never really was too into hygiene because I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, anything that normal people, I don't really sleep a ton. I don't yeah. do stuff that takes care of the person. Um, I recently started like really doing therapy. That helps so much. Like you don't realize how much introspection changes a person. Yes. And I felt like How Come was kind of like a forced journey of like, self-discovery and being held accountable in front of all of these people who are on the journey with you. Like my sister who helped me start it. Um, and she's now a producer this season. So she's like much more involved getting better guests, but she referred to me as a lazy masturbator. And I was like, certainly because I would a get bored and think B I didn't deserve it. Right. And it wasn't achieving anything. It wasn't happening. So it's just kind of an activity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I want to talk about that because uh, in a, I first started listening to it. And I thought, I don't think this is for me, to mm-hmm. be quite honest, because, OK, I mean, it's nice that you're going on the journey mm-hmm. and that's that's fun. And then I listened to a few more. I said, Dale, you've got to give this another chance. Listen mm. to what's going on. Listen to the second season. Yeah. And then I started to really feel the fact that you have a wonderful support system around you. And then it's like mm. your sister's there. You're recording it in your grandmother's house. Yeah. There's this wonderful thing about it that's a, almost a... Uh, just a sweet kind of family. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a family project. We actually did um, this podcast called Sex Talk with My Mom when we were out in L.A. We had them on. They're coming up on an episode. But they had us on. And then for a bonus episode of their Patreon, they called our dad. <laughs> and then we had Sex Talk with our dad, which yeah. we really had never done before. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's like bringing everyone closer. We already are a pretty close family, but like. It's nice. It seems like, and that comes through the show. Yeah. is what I'm saying. Which oh is, yeah, uh, thank so, you. It's a nice thing to have yeah. happen um, uh, through that. Well, I asked for my sister, so yeah, <laughs> she's here on Earth because of me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You put I, in the I request. I have two older brothers. I was like, these two don't get me. No, no. <laughs> new yeah. one. Give me something I can talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's great. And you know the the whole thing. I won't kid you. Uh, even though I know that uh, sex is re- uh, we are all sexual beings, certainly I work with the wellness community. I get it, you mm-hmm. know, I try to be present, and I'm so eager to be in the moment all the time. But it makes me physically nervous to talk about sex sometimes. Really? Yes. And uh, that dates all the way back. Sometimes as a kid, I would say, hey, Dad, that lady makes me sweat, you know, that kind mm. of thing. I would feel a physical mm-hmm. heat uh, uh, even thinking about yeah. it. And uh, well, one time. You were in heat. I was in heat, <laughs> which is awkward if you're six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a stewardess, which is what they were called back then. Of mm. course, they had smoking sections on the plane, too. But uh, she came back, and I was coloring in a Super Friends coloring book. Mm-hmm. I remember the picture d- distinctly. And uh, she said, What are you working on, Tiger? Tiger. Tiger. I mean, my. Boiling. <laughs> We have complex feelings about this subject that go all the way back to our beginning. And uh, I think that's why your show has taken off in a sense because it creates this safe place with that family. I mean, it's it's talking about sex. Don't get me wrong. No, Uh, but (laughs) it's mostly talking about family sex. (laughs) I don't want to go too far down that road. No, no, definitely not. But you're creating a space for people to have these conversations and hear you experience those. Yeah, and it's cool because every episode I have my guests tell their first-time orgasmic experience, and I am always shocked, Um, and people are always so tepid. At first, they're like, 
I was eight. Is that weird? <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not weird. Like one of uh, Wendy Starling, who's on the first episode ever, she was the perfect first guest because yeah. she's one of my most sex positive friends. But she was like, hey, toddlers have clits too. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, but it's like, there, it's a physical reaction. Like your body isn't isn't sweating because you're a pervert. It's because you're a human. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And uh, and when the people share those stories, do you think that uh, that initial thing defines uh, in some way? Uh, probably not. But the, when, well, they, oh, when people the have their experience? first uh, orgasm, does that change how they have? I'm just thinking it's through. It's interesting. I don't know. I'd have to take uh, a log. But it seems like people who did it early. Um, are more confident in themselves, have more conviction because they can do this. They, they can do this amazing stress relief by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I was looking always for the one. Yeah. Who was the one that was going to complete this puzzle? You know, and that puts so much pressure in somebody else's hands. But it's also taking taking a lot of um, responsibility out of your own. It makes you kind of, I don't know. Not not very independent. No. Yeah. No, you're, you're putting the power in somebody yeah. else's hands. Yeah. There. Literally, in some cases. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think more than the age necessarily, just the circumstances around it, how mm-hmm. that may have, if there was shame associated with it, there probably could oh, be yeah, shame definitely. all the way through. I oh, don't definitely. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, if you're prone to shame, maybe you're just prone to shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you just have some Jewish guilt. <laughs> if you had that, yes. I know I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We're taught different things about it. Yeah. I, I think I had the talk in a car. I think it was a Honda. By and your mother or father? I think my mother. Very nice. Yeah. Dad got me the Playboy mm. from 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. I said, here, here you go. This is what that's all about because I was curious about it. Yeah. Why, why is it held back there? Why can't you see it? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but m- mother had the talk about this is how things go. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we ever talked about it again. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm thinking about magazines now. Charlotte and I used to go into like convenience stores in New York, you know, have like porn in the back like they used to at least um they'd have magazines in the front and candy and all that stuff and then you go to the back and there was porn and i don't see it as much as i but when i was little the one around the corner charlotte and i would just walk into the back and we'd be like look at this look at these boots like so we've always kind of been talking about it together yeah which i think is maybe strange as siblings but I like it now. It seems like it's been beneficial. I think so, it's been beneficial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have siblings, uh, so I would have no one to, to yeah. even share that kind of a thing. Yeah. But I think it's probably very helpful. Yeah. And maybe why you have a podcast where sure. you can talk yeah, exactly. about things with other people. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> uh, well, you talk I don't need. I don't need one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe I do. I don't know. The whole thing is confusing. I think the more conversations, the better. I think that's probably true. And yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting a little bit. More relaxed. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, and I have, I have Wendy was on the show. Mm. So we've talked about some of that stuff. I've had sex workers on the show. Nice. Uh, adult film stars. We had a dating expert on. I went to her offices, which she leased from an escort service. Ah. That was an afternoon. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see a lot of comings and goings? <laughs> well, there were a lot of pictures on the walls that were um, uh, unique. I don't know where... The- that photographer is, but he, <laughs> <laughs> he's got quite a thing going. Um, but has anything gotten like that a little bit too weird for you? Where you just thought, well, I, I, I don't, that's great for you, not for me. A lot of things are yeah. great for them and not for me. But that's the beauty of it is sure. hearing what turns other people on. Like, and it's, it's nice um, 
to not have to be judgmental. You can just be like, oh, this isn't something that everybody expects. Because that's kind of the the moral of the podcast is sex isn't just this cookie cutter thing. It's, right. There's a menu and you can order things off the menu. And on some people's menus, you don't have to, you know, some people are gluten free. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, do you get some advice from your grandmother as well? Oh, my God. I try to get so much out of her. Um <laughs> I asked her the other day if she'd ever given a blowjob, and she laughed at me. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, she's so cool, but she she also has this mentality that she grew up with uh, that you don't share those things right. and you don't talk about it and stuff. And I'm loosening her up. I think she is loose. Like she always says, "I'm conservative with liberal tendencies," and I think that just means like you want to be thought of as a good woman in the time that or in the way that a good woman was thought of when you grew up. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, talk about it. Come on, tell us. And so she's she's loosening it. She's loosening it up. I think the generation before then was even looser. Mm. I think they had a little bit. I think that may be a reaction to their mm. parents a little bit. Because that time you had the 20s, you had things going on, things were really cranking. Yeah. And then depression and other things happened yeah, yeah. Uh, after that. Um, that and. Military industrial complex. I don't know why, but for some reason, I just thought no one was having premarital sex before the fifties. <laughs> like I really didn't oh, think no. it. Was. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nanny actually had my grandmother. I call her Nanny. She has um, books on tape that she listens to, and some of them are pretty erotic, and they're about the twenties yeah. and um, how like if people were gay and they couldn't meet in public, there would be like these gas stations that you could meet at, and ooh, really good stuff. So she yeah. listens to porn. Basically. <laughs> no, I think that was part of the the whole secret part of it mm-hmm. was uh, there, and then. Earlier than that, I think it was probably more open, and I think it, you know whatever it was, yeah, religion or something. I'm came dying in to and... do a history of sex episode. Oh yeah, that would be yeah. terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. Sex around the world too. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sex now around the cooking. world. There we go. Um, so now you grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. In in Queens, where did you grow up? No, uptown, Upper uptown. Side, yeah. Good for you. I mean, I didn't do anything <laughs> to do that. That is all my father's doing. <laughs> Brought himself all the way here from Long Island. Oh, my gosh. It's quite a journey. Quite a journey. <laughs> yes. And what led you to comedy first? Because, of course, you're stand-up. Yes, I love comedy. And I always loved comedy. And I wanted to do stand-up since I was, like, 14. Really? Yeah. What did you see that said, I wanted to, this is it, this is the thing? How do you even know it would have existed? Uh, so, like, 2003, all these comedy specials started coming out on Comedy Central that were the half hour format. Yes. So you were being exposed to newer comics and stuff and um, newer material that like you'd never seen before. And I thought a lot of it spoke to me. I loved Pablo Francisco. I loved Nick Swartz and I loved Maria Bamford. Like all these people that were just like doing voices and characters and, and, and talking to me in a way that was digestible to me and yeah. not like relatable. Um, and I would download them all illegally on Kazaa, and I'd watch them over and over and over, and I would memorize them. And then um, I just never thought it was an option for me because I was an Upper East Side private school girl. Every time I would talk to my friends about, hey, you want to go to the comic strip? They'd be like, "L," You know, like it was not a supportive environment. Um, and then in a haphazard way, I was starting a 
an accessory company and I was I was doing a Kickstarter for it to raise money. Yeah. And I was like, I could either pay an actress or I can just take a few improv classes and be like the face of this thing myself. Yes. Started improv, got obsessed because I was like, oh, you just get weird for three hours a week with people? <laughs> That's great. Um, joined an indie team, started performing with them and then I got, I say, quote unquote, discovered at a jam. My friend who did improv and does stand up as well was like, that monologue was good. You should do stand-up instead. And I was like, oh, I thought so. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and he mentored me for a little bit. So thanks, TJ Del Reno. Oh, thank you, TJ. Yeah. What happened to the accessories? Uh, so it was an expandable leather belt loop. So if you have like a floppy belt yeah. and you don't want it to, yeah, yeah, and you don't want to shorten it, whatever, 100%. it's a fucking good idea. It's... <laughs> I still have a ton of them in a warehouse. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I shut it down because it was just, it was too, ugh. Running a business is challenging. It's too much, yeah. yeah. And also, they they weren't all made perfectly, and so to sift through all of them oh, and gosh. be cool with selling some, and not, like I don't want to send anybody something faulty. Yeah, I'd rather just take the loss. Or just send them five. One of them's got to work. That's so true. Well, I still have them, so if anybody wants, you can check them out. Do the tuck dot com. So dumb. <laughs> Do the tuck. The commercial though. So that's why that's why I I was excited too because people were like, well, the products, yeah, it's cute, but the commercial is great. Yeah, and I was like, thank you. Yeah, I knew I was funny. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you you perform all over. I do, yeah, yeah, wherever they allow me. And had you been talking about the difficulties with the sex stuff, with the uh, orgasm no, on stage? Was no, that ever a part of the No, act? I didn't. Okay, I really didn't think growing up that so many women were having orgasms. And I thought the women who did were the ones in the movies who got penetrated for two seconds and were like, oh, my God. And I was like, okay, that's not me. <laughs> um, so it was either two, one of two people. And then when I started doing stand-up and started ta- seeing more, because um, there there really aren't at, like too many now there are more female comedians like me, but there weren't growing up. And so then when I started stand-up and I started seeing this people who were starting out and didn't have specials yet weren't on TV, they're all talking about their orgasms. And I'd go up to what I went up to Esther Steinberg and I was like, "Are you really having orgasms?" <laughs> and she's like, "What do you mean by that?" <laughs> I was like, no, no, seriously, like, I, I have not. And she's like, oh, okay. First of all, I have a guy that I need you to meet. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to take one of your ex-boyfriends, but thank you. Um, but yeah, I started talking to all of them. And then I really realized that, like, it wasn't so common. This isn't just something I had to deal with for the rest of my life. It was like, yeah, other, you can come and you can, like, decide to as well. Yeah. Yeah. But previous, you didn't, you had no idea that mm-hmm. everybody was just uh, doing that. Mm-mm. One thing about the movies, though, I was realizing a lot of people, they go out on the date and they have a big dinner Mm. and then they go and have the sex. Yes. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, that's not it. Mm. I had a big dinner once. We went to a German restaurant. Yeah. Already that's a mistake. Yeah. And we get back to the thing, back to her apartment. And she got a tiny bathroom. Schnitzeled all over the place. Well, no, I felt embarrassed going. (laughs) Ah, so uh, I had I had to perform a kind of you know act for her mm. uh, and, and say, well, that's that's for you. She was like, oh, he let me reciprocate. I said, no, that's no. good. I'm, <laughs> that one's for you. <laughs> Enjoy it. That's so I've got to go. I've got to go. Sometimes uh, the pleasuring can get you out of a situation. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Never talked to her Defi- again either. That's so great. <laughs> but I, I, I always know it's unrealistic. I'm going to feed Ben spicy food from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get, get the brotch yeah. in there. It wasn't uh, wasn't great. 
Um, so uh, you, you fa- you've, that's when you started the podcast was once you realized like, oh, wait a minute, I'm kind of yeah, the odd well, person out in this scenario. It was it was realizing that. And then one day after I started talking about it, I started talking about it to my sister because that's the one thing there we had go. never actually broached before. And I was yeah. like, Charlotte, this is weird. I, I think other people are having orgasms and I'm not. And she's like, well, yeah, it's really hard for me to do it with other people. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean other people? Like, you can do it alone? And she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, you're younger than me. Fuck you. Like, what? (laughs) And yeah. And so then that's when she coined the term, well, you're probably a lazy masturbator and you should just try harder. And and she was right. Um, To a degree. But you just had to find the right thing. Well, the thing is. I mean, I'm sure there's a complex been. I think I would have been able to had I not been so lazy. (laughs) I really, a lot of my, I don't have a lot of mental toughness. I'm naturally good at sports, but I won't win a match because I'm just mental, you know, like. You check out? Check out. I'm just like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Um, But the tool that I used that helped me unlock it was called the Womanizer. And that kind of gave me no choice but to unlock it. It was like 40 seconds and I was like, what? Um, And then that alleviated the psychological pressure of maybe my body's defective maybe this is never going to happen which is something that's happening when you're being a lazy masturbator that makes it harder to continue as well yes yeah it's not a great name for a product is it no it's not they they're trying (laughs) they uh, they have a new one called the liberty which is really cute and it's a nice name but i just i don't know i want to call one sookie Because that's what they do. They suck. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be cute. Womanizers. That's oh, not, that's not and good. and the thing is, is clitoral suction device either is like the overall umbrella. Yeah. Like there's there's womanizer, there's satisfier, there's sweet vibrations. They all they all not all, but a lot of companies are now making suction devices. Yeah. But like people are still not. They're not going to call it a clitoral suction device. Call it a sookie. Yeah. No, it's a great. Like name. I have a you vibe. I have a sookie. I have a yeah maybe. Copywriting. <laughs> Copywriting. Can you make it out of some leather loops? Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of leather loops left over. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be onto something. Um, well, uh, and I know that you maybe have talked about this a little bit, but uh, have there been a lot of ways in which, because beyond the laziness, mm-hmm. there, it's also it's connected psychologically. Yeah. It's part of the whole, uh, you, as we move through the world, have, have you talked about the ways in which it, this sort of wellness thing sweeps into the uh, sexual health and uh, hmm. ability to release. I mean, maybe sort of the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow approach, yoni eggs, that kind of thing. Yeah, you said there there was a tantric business that happened. There was a tantric business that happened. Um, I think the th- whole thing with wellness, just to begin with, is like this has unlocked like that release has made me feel like oh, there are things that can make me feel better and I should do those things. Yeah. Um, and those things can be as simple as taking a shower and, you know, like self It's become much more important to me, Yeah. Um, which is exciting. And you have little things throughout the day that you do? Uh, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm like building a regimen. I think like I used to think it was you're either good at something or you're not. And now it's like, no, you get better, hopefully. Life doesn't get easier. You just get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little work. It takes a little work. It takes a little intention. And the work is worth it, too. It makes you feel better. Yes. You could do nothing and then feel horrible all day, which I used to do. I had 
terrible depression for most of my life. Um, and I still can sink into those slumps. But like even the other day, I did, I made like a mistake. And I was like, I could either sit here and wallow or I could call a friend and become really productive and take care of myself. And I did. And it turned the whole day around. Yeah. You know? And um, Yeah. I don't know about yoni eggs. Uh, I did get a shock rub, which is a – it's a <laughs> – like a crystal you stick up your cooter yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I believe so much in crystal healing. Yep. But I, it's smooth. It's beautiful. Big Crystals fan are of, lovely. Yeah. They're lovely. Big fan. Um, yeah. You see a lot of those, the crystal wands kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of rose quartz, I would imagine. Yes. Mine's black. It's like very, yep. you could like put it on a TV console and people would be like, oh, look at that beautiful sculpture. Right. That's been inside me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the tantric thing that happened was right before the IKM episode was, I, I was, it's so funny that I, I was like trying to like blow my load like in the first few episodes, but I really was like, this isn't happening. I'm getting frustrated. Like I need to try the most extreme thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, and you were being given assignments, And I was right? given assignments. All the way but, through. To like, but I was booking the people it. that were going to give me the assignments. Right, right. You know, so I could have booked somebody who was going to be like, I don't know, like take a bath. But <laughs> I was like. Uh, no, it's week five. I'm pissed. Actually, it was week 10 because at that point I had been giving myself two weeks between episodes to oh. like complete the thing and mentally prepare and stuff. Yeah. But it, I was like, this is 10 weeks of podcasting. I just need to do it. So I enlisted the help of, um, Lola Jean and, um, Dominos Eros and they work at 3F Studios, which is a wellness place in the city. Um, and she was like, okay, you're going to come to a masturbation class with me. Um, and you're going to do a tantric massage with Aaron and he, Aaron and Dominus Eros. He's got two names. Um, but so I did those and I learned a lot in the masturbation class. It also just really like opened me up to be in that space with like other women learning the same thing. And like, no one's looking at each other's vaginas except we're all looking at Lola's, but it's the, like a very, yeah. yeah, very, um, clinical, but comfortable experience. And then the tantric massage was also, very clinical but comfortable in that everything was discussed beforehand. He's like, you're going to be naked. I could also be naked or you could. I could have underwear. I'm like, underwear. He's like, great. Do you mind oil? I was like, not at all. He's like, do you mind massage? I was like, mm-mm. He's like, do you mind doing breathing techniques? I was like, I'm trying to do everything. He's like, if I touch you here. Like everything yeah. was discussed and done so that when we got in the room, there was no surprises. It was just nice and he he doesn't touch your nether regions until your whole body has been touched. And then by the time he's touching it, it just feels like part of your body, which it is. Yeah, <laughs> It's not this like, oh, there's Remy and then there's my vagina. It's just like, ah, oh, he gave me a rub down. Yeah. It was great. And because you're there to learn about it mm -hmm. for your own benefit, I assume that makes it uh... – well, and it's not clinical. It's just like you, you're, you're putting forward less something shameful, to... Well, you know, less like shameful. Well, less shameful and less... Mm, uh, this could go sideways. Right. I mean, you're really there to, to get the knowledge yeah. that they're, they're imparting. It's yeah. a, a very yeah. clean relationship in that yeah. way. It's not a yeah. massage parlor. I mean... People go to parlors sometimes. They're good ones. No, no, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm oh! You're saying, saying somebody that, that just slips a finger? Uh, well, yes, yeah. Or you know, you tip an extra five. I'm saying it's not a. a it's not the a same sexual thing, thing right. in the same yeah. kind of way. Yeah, that's all. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, and uh, that, but that still did not. It just got you kind of centered into your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And sometimes yeah. that's what we need to do. And a lot of it, we were doing like edging techniques too, which I think maybe made it that much more intense the next day when I used the womanizer. <laughs> like right. maybe he was unlocking me too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Building up to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Identifying it, focusing your energy probably yeah. in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's good. It's been a hell of a year. <laughs> I can. Th- that was just when? when? What part of the year was that? So the first orgasm was February 22nd. So we're almost coming up on a year. That's almost my anniversary. Yes. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I don't yeah. know what you do for that. but uh, The same. More of the same. <laughs> right. More of the same. That's great. And uh, you feel like it's helped you with the depression piece of it too? Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, the fans have kind of helped me with that stuff because yeah. they we're very communicative and like I'm on Instagram all the time talking about their stuff, but... They also hear things I say, and somebody reached out to me recently and was like, hey, I know you have, like, a tough time sometimes. Like, how are you doing? And it's just, it's nice. I feel like it's been a very supportive community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you've made yourself that open. Mm. I mean, it's not something that, I mean, maybe all comedians do it to an extent, but uh, there's often a barrier there. Yeah. Beyond that, people forget whether you're a comedian or not, but to be as uh, kind of transparent and willingly open and yeah. uh, receiving and giving, you know, giving yeah. advice and, and hearing from people, that uh, it requires a certain thing. Well, I think it requires that I'm not good at being fake at all. Yeah. And I've always said if somebody overheard my conversations with somebody about them, I'd still have the same amount of friends. I'm very <laughs> blunt. Like everybody knows where I'm at. I'm kind of a blabbermouth when it comes to. And so I figure it might as well benefit some people, you know, and it has. Well, so that's often the, the, yeah. the pursuit. And yeah. We're talking a lot about different journeys, but yeah. that's often the pursuit is to how do I be my most authentic self? Yeah. And still. Everyone else is taken. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've tried to be so many other people. Like even on dating apps, I'll be like, "Ooh, I'm, who does who do the people on this app want?" Yeah, like that just puts you so much in your head. It's so much easier to try and be you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I try to be myself yeah. all the time. Yeah, but uh, I do. I do slip into. It's not quite depression. It's just grief. Yeah. It's just how do you deal with that? And how to, and it comes up and it'll it'll take you down, mm. takes me down. I'm mm-hmm. talking about myself. Yeah, uh, I was just watching a nice television program, and if it's set in a certain era, whoosh, the mm. tears come instantly. Mm. I spent a long time, anyway, still processing it. That's okay. Uh, but you have to get it's to the okay. point. I have a weird thing where if I hear certain songs from the '70s, I cry because I think I might have been there in a past life and like died early. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. This was just my life. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember it. Um, Oh, did something happen? Light just (laughs) turned on. A past life (laughs) flickered in the studio. A ghost. Um, But sometimes I do. I do try to. I don't know. I always feel like people want to hear me talk about sex as much as they want to watch Pete Holmes have it on Crashing, which is not a lot. Not a lot. (laughs) And unfortunately, they're doing it. But um, you talk to a lot of of experts, and so Mm -hmm. I thought I would ask you this question because people talk about size not being this or that. Um, But if you're with a partner with an exceptionally large vagina, 
Okay. It's a it's an interesting problem to have. Sure. Um, and uh, sometimes uh, with my wife Galinda, mm-hmm. uh, it's like a you know I think sex could best be described as like a player piece from the game Sorry inside of a damp mitten, <laughs> or an empty sock inside of a geode. Yes. There's a lot of having sex with her. There's an echo. Yes. I'm just saying, what do you do with that kind of a situation? So, we all we it has to fit, doesn't it? Which it, yeah. How does she feel? Does she? I could start by asking that question. Yeah. Couldn't I? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a good start because if she's happy with it being that size, I'd say buy something that fills that size oh, and yeah. both pleasure each and buy something that fits your size equally yeah. and take turns and stuff. Yep. Um, otherwise, if she's like, man, I had a bunch of kids or something like that, or I was just blessed with a big vagina. I think that's it, just blessed. Um, Kegel balls. Yeah. There are things that you can do. Um, there's a lot of pelvic health stuff she can read. Um, if you are feeling maybe it's not her vagina, maybe it's, maybe yep. you could maybe. get a sookie yep. or something. <laughs> sure. I've had men use them on their penises and they say it feels great. Yeah. Um, there's just so many different toys to explore with and use your mouths too. Mouths don't, aren't one size fits all. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. There's a lot of options, isn't yeah. it? And maybe part of it is also just being mentally ready. Definitely. And prepared. Maybe do a bath. Do a bath. Right? Yeah. Do something. Got to use the power for good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> That's right. But it's so important mm-hmm. to be, as we're talking about, mentally, physically, comfortable, relaxed, mm-hmm. trusting. Trust has to be a big mm-hmm. part of it, doesn't it? And um, having good sheets. Yes. I think that's true. Now, I don't get paid by these people. Yeah. But I think those Brooklinen sheets are delightful. Oh, my God. I'm um, moderating a panel for them at the end of the month. Oh, well, tell them I appreciate their sheets. I will. You get the luxe version, really nice and soft. Mm. But the other one's fine, too. I haven't got there. They'll probably give me a set, but I haven't tried oh, yeah. it yet. I'm sure I'm yeah. yeah. I got a Casper mattress out of one of those events, too. Whoa. That's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Speaking my main Speaking of ghosts. One. No. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Well, maybe if I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions uh, quickly. Sure. Lightning round. Here we go. We'll go through it. Um, okay. Uh, ideal environment for sex. Wherever you are the most com- – oh, for me? Oh, I just mean generally. Uh, wherever you're the most comfortable. For me, that is my bed. Okay. Um, what's sexier, full turtleneck or mock? Mock. Interesting. Um, least desirable place to have sex? Uh, someone else's bed. <laughs> oh, that's true, isn't it? So much stress. What about in the Poconos? You get those heart-shaped ones. Oh, yes. If it's if it's yours for the weekend, yep. that's great. If you claim it. If you claim it. I like that. Um, okay, so at some point you got all the toys. Uh, what do you do? You put them in a drawer? They're, they're left out? I have a little box I keep under my bed, and today I was like, wow, I'm going to need a bigger box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people must send you stuff all the time. All the time. Wow. Yeah. Not all created equal, are they? Uh, n- no, but it's interesting. Like the ones, Some of the ones that I hated, people are obsessed with. It's yeah. literally just whoever's bodies mechanically work with whatever. That's like people. Yes, and I always go back to food. Like, yeah. I eat like shit, but it calms my stomach. Oh, interesting. The, yeah, like pizza bagels in the morning, that's what settles me. For most people, that would give them, like, what diarrhea. You, what do you think that's about? Chem- chemicals? You think Body just that you need the processed foods? I need it, yeah. <laughs> well, I think with self-care, think about that again. I mean, you be you. I'm not judging. Hmm. 
I'm a little I, but I love but I love like I eat vegetables raw too I eat fruit yeah. raw like I okay. love that stuff it's just what calms my stomach is crap yeah yeah well okay <laughs> and soup All right. and soup yeah sure <clears throat> that's okay I'm not I'm not convinced about this <laughs> Mm. <laughs> All the coughing that's going on. All right. Well, what piece of advice do you wish you had as a young person about sex? Um, nothing that you're doing is weird and do everything that you want for yourself and do nothing. I mean, <laughs> not do nothing for other people, but don't have sex because some guy wants you to have sex. Yeah. Have sex because you want to. Yeah. And if the second you want to, don't wait because you don't have a boyfriend at the time. Go have sex. Yeah. Go find someone that you want to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notice. And masturbate way more. Don't be a lazy one. Learn your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Learn your body. That's right. And uh, as long as you brought up food, sexiest food. Mmm. I love avocado. Avocado. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't use it for sex, no, but no, I think no, no. as I a meant food itself, so- yeah, yeah, it's sexy. Yeah. That's yeah. a sexy. It's very soft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you. Uh, okay. Um, anything you need to know from me? <laughs> Are you okay that you're going to be alone on Valentine's Day? Well, I, I'll, I'll make it. It's okay. not the first time. I'll be okay. Good. Yeah, I'll be okay. I'm glad. I think we're getting to a point where we need to have a conversation about uh, the amount of time she spends away from the home. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if it's, if it's not your ideal Valentine's Day to be alone, then... Yeah, maybe bring up the conversation. I think that's true. Yeah. I think because, uh, especially because she knows that I'm feeling a little sad these days. Mm-hmm. So it would be great to have somebody there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have the conversation. 100%. <sighs> maybe I'll give a call to the Marriott. See if I, I think can you ring should. her out there. <laughs> so uh, season two of the show, yes. uh, your show, is How Come? How Come? It is happening. And what are you most excited about? Um, Got some things on deck. We've got things on deck. Yeah, I've got some male porn stars coming up. I've got a friend who's in his 40s who recently just lost his virginity. Hey. Um, I have a guy who had never come while awake until he was 27. Um, come while awake? Yeah, he'd have been having night emissions, but oh, he was, yes. yeah, he couldn't. <laughs> Forgot about those. Yes. <laughs> um, That'll really surprise you. Yeah, we're trying to... <laughs> Do um, a pregnancy episode eventually, um, something with breast cancer, just running the gamut of how to feel sexy in all of these different weight places of life that we find ourselves in. Yes. Yeah. And it seems like everything's going great, and uh, I, I hope that it continues. Do you feel pulled in any way between the balance of stand-up and doing this? Because now you're almost becoming this uh, you know, resource. I'm like and, a sex guy now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's only a good thing, though, because it, it, I've been getting booked more for stand-up, and I think that's because people will come out and see it. Like, the, the podcast listeners enjoy comedy. That's why they're listening to the yeah. podcast, too. It's not just because it's, like, it's informative, but we're more making it's jokes yeah. than, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've had a lot of people come out to shows, and they've crossed, cr- crossed over to stand-up fans, and I think it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel so torn. I feel happy about it. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. That's great. Yeah. Well, if you can keep it going like that, that's yeah. terrific. Because that's where you want to be. Knock on wood. Yeah, or whatever that is. Or foam. <laughs> Knock on foam. Um, any advice for Valentine's people out there? Not just me. I'll deal with my stuff. Don't I put any pressure that. on yourself. Just try to make it like a great day. I always like 
with holidays and stuff, I'm like, don't try and compare it to other people, what they're doing. Try and get off of social media. Pretend that you are like either an alien from another planet who is visiting Earth for one day or you're somebody from another time period who's here for one day. Like do something that you'd be like, wow, I couldn't do this if I wasn't right here right now. Yeah. You know, like just do something that makes you happy. You know what I like to do generally if I'm I'm with somebody Mm -hmm. is I like to go maybe the 12th, maybe the 13th. Pick a different day that's not the actual yeah. day and avoid all the, you know, prefixed dinners yep. and all that and the jacked up yeah. prices. Go have a nice meal somewhere. Totally. At a place you'd always wanted to try. I totally agree. Hack the system. Yeah. And then you're not looking around the restaurant like, oh, what are these couples doing? Who's kissing? <laughs> Who's talking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. Who's having that. a stimulating conversation? Hey, <laughs> do they like each other this. more than we like each other? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, Remy, thank you for the good work that you're doing. Thank you so much and for having me. thank you for me. being here. It's been delightful. And uh, people can listen, of course, on uh, Apple Podcasts, yep. anywhere they get their podcasts, yep. I'm certain. And you've got some stand-up gigs throughout the – where do people look for that? I do. Um, you can find all of my stuff at RemyCasimir.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remy Casimir. And I'm very accessible, so just reach out and say hi. There you go. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye. Okie doke, which is also what I say after sex. Had to face some real truths in this episode, didn't I? My goodness, last week I was hoping Galinda wasn't a serial killer. This week I just hope she'll come home. <laughs> oh, life and marriage, what a thing. Anyhow, happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. Lucky numbers this week are numbers don't matter, love does. And personalized reading goes out to Henry Mukherjee and Dusty Divot, North Dakota. Henry? I don't know, like take a bath. Well, something to pay attention to. And that will do it for us. Remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced by James Bewley. Season 11 podcast icon designed by Candace Broers. My Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard. Music heard throughout the show is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Plus some other stuff at the top that Dale just finds online and downloads to a secret folder. Poster artwork this season provided by Ronald Horn Industries, Maria Wen, and Scott Balmer, among others. Live shows every other month at... The Slipper Room. Studio services provided by Harvestworks in New York City. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and catch some of the episodes on YouTube. Now, it's time to close up the portal and leave you with Gaia's blessings. Good night. <laughs>